Hi, Lauren. Hi, Sam. Are you ready to talk about Snow White and the Huntsman? I am, because after all, we are the watchers of movies. How are you doing today, Sam? I'm good. 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 I'm wearing a sweatshirt and sweatpants because it's cold. Oh my God, I love it. I um, actually, I have something to tell you that my dad texted me last night at like 1043. Exactly. Wow. Um, (laughs) He said, just watch Joker. Most disturbing movie ever. No comment from the queen of movies. And I was like, well, Joker is from Batman and it's a pretty disturbing story. But the way that he was asking me made me feel like he was like, young lady, what were you thinking when you made this Joker movie? <laughs> I was just like, I'm he's, sorry. He's <laughs> disturbed. He thought it was your fault. Have you seen it? I haven't. And he goes, a lot of sick people around cannot believe movies like this help in the world, but just an observation. And now I'm like, I didn't really want to see it before, but now that my dad's like, this movie's really disturbing, I'm like, maybe I will see it. <laughs> I think um, there's some interesting stuff in the movie that they they didn't anticipate would be quite so topical, maybe, mm-hmm. um, because it was made before, like, all the rioting that happened this summer. Oh, I see. And so when I watched it recently, when Mike and I watched it, I thought, ooh, this is, like, almost hard to enjoy because it's so weirdly relevant. Oh, I um, see. But as I've said, Joaquin Phoenix's performance is really good. I have issues with the movie, not just because it's like disturbing. More than that, I just have issues with it. But I definitely think it's it's worth watching. Mm, okay. So I decided to do a little like different mini topic this this week, where I'm comparing two different archetypes. So they're two are they're like action figure archetypes. And they are Ethan Hunt from Mission Impossible versus James Bond. And everyone knows who James Bond is. I don't have to explain who he is, (laughs) right? (laughs) Um, I would hope so. Yeah, I would hope so too. (laughs) He's only been around since like the 70s. Um, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm like a huge James Bond fan, but I'm obviously much more of a Mission Impossible fan because I watched five Mission Impossible movies this week. (laughs) Thank you very much. (laughs) I fell asleep during the third one. But I've seen it a million times, so whatever. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so my thing is now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you all the reasons why Ethan Hunt is better than James Bond. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. So Ethan Hunt is empathetic. He's got a moral center. In, the, um, in Fallout, he was unwilling to risk sa- – or he was – Willing to risk saving his coworker over potentially destroying the world. Uh, he doesn't like to kill innocent people. And he makes sure like he's, he's particular, like he's, he's very considerate of that. You know what I mean? Like, he's like, okay, no, like these, this is an innocent person. They can't be like wrapped up in this. He loves and protects his ex-wife. So he's compassionate and he's kind I feel like he more realistically shows signs of PTSD versus James Bond, who 
maybe is like maybe a little bit of a psychopath <laughs> like you know <laughs> yeah. i would i would agree with that james yeah. Bond has like deep issues i think yeah yeah oh yeah. yeah um and i'll get to that um so ethan hunt is charismatic and charming but without like an ulterior motive whereas i feel like james bond is like i'm charming and charismatic because i want to sleep with you and then steal the thing that you have or something like that yeah um, yeah that's accurate <laughs> yeah yeah He's highly intelligent and observant, and so is James Bond, but still, I mean, it's, you know, it's nice. It's nice to be highly intelligent and observant. He has an almost photographic memory, and he has cool hobbies like free climbing, so he's cool. <laughs> so James Bond <laughs> is deeply misogynistic. Big time. He, Big time. Yeah. He, again, has seemingly no emotional or mental issues from, like, murdering all these people. Like, he's just kind of, like, okay. You know, like, he's fine. He's going about his daily life. Um, I don't know if he has a daily life. I don't think so. I think that's probably a sign that he has mega issues. Yeah, he's got (laughs) mega issues. Yeah, like, I can't imagine James Bond, like, buying groceries. Yeah. No, 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 I definitely can't either. I can't even see him like eating like lunch. Like he's just like, oh yeah. yeah. Lunch like is a turkey thing. sandwich. Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> it's either like always a five course meal or it's nothing. Like that's it. There's no in between for James Bond. Yeah. Or just he just drinks alcohol. That's his meal. That's true. Yeah. Shaken, not stirred. Um he uses his penis to get information and consent is often an issue like skyfall which i had a really big issue with because there is a scene where there's a woman who's talking about how she was sold into the sex slave industry and then in the next scene he joins her in the shower and she never says yes so just saying james bond little rapey there not cool Let's not do that next time. Okay, thanks. Anyway. <laughs> but women can't resist his, uh, like, iron facade. Yeah. yeah he doesn't like, show oh. any emotions one way or the other. He's women psych- love that. <laughs> He's so psychopathic and yeah. sexy. Mm. He's had about 10,000 women, so I'd like to be 10,001. <laughs> that would make me feel special. Yeah. Totally memorable. Um <clears throat> He's like the stereotypical spy. There isn't really much. I, I wouldn't say I like James Bond movies because they're fun and action packed, but I would never consider James Bond to be a very, other than like him going around and killing people, I don't think he's a very interesting character. I don't think he's, I don't think there's anything really special about him to, you know, make him stand out. He doesn't, for me, I really like characters that have more of like an emotional um, aspect to them. And he just doesn't have that, you know? Uh, He's arrogant and conceited, which is like the thing that I hate most of all. You know this. I've talked nonstop about Tony Stark and how I have a lot of issues with how Tony Stark is because he's very much like the typical like guy's guy. And I don't like that. I'm not a fan of that. Um, He's manipulative. And he doesn't have any lasting relationships and with no lasting friendships or relationships, anyone can be disposed. And his only hobby seems to be having sex with random women. So overall, Ethan Hunt is obviously the better character. Yeah, I think in terms of uh, like the two franchises, James Bond is pretty cookie cutter. Yeah. Um, Mission Impossible, I, I wouldn't say is not cookie cutter, but um, 
like they're just more they're more fun and the characters are more emotionally available and they seem like you said more like real people and i yeah. think like the the character traits that you said about james bond are probably why he is such a good spy right but like his movies aren't like you like you said like there's not much substance to them no um they're just pretty much like here we're gonna see a very well-dressed man do action have sex with women get betrayed by the woman he had sex with you know what i mean like it's everything is the same um and even though mission impossible is has a formula i agree that uh ethan hunt is just a better character and the mission impossible movies have like uh like a whole team that he works with the team is just as important and i like that i do too and you know and then he has like the wife that he you know wanted to protect and everything and he's like even throughout the series he's still like i have to keep my ex-wife safe because he loves her you know they and they didn't work out because it was they weren't compatible they didn't work out because her life was in danger yeah i don't know if i cared i don't know if i cared so much for him like always watching his wife from a distance like i'm like if you love somebody just be with them or yeah like let her go like i didn't care i didn't necessarily care for that storyline um i guess it made him separate from james bond and that he wasn't like hooking up with a bunch of women in every movie because he had this wife but i thought like couldn't they just be like secretly together and then when he was off doing missions, they weren't. But then when he was not doing missions, he would go back to like his island off the grid or something and they could be together. Like, I, I think I would have liked that better. But I agree. He is compassionate. He's a much yeah. more compassionate character. Yeah, he's a much more interesting character. Yeah. I fucking love the Mission Impossible movies. Um, <laughs> I would say probably out of all the action films in the world, those are definitely my favorite. Yeah. They're really good. Some of them are better than others, I think. Oh, yeah. The later ones are definitely better than the newer yeah. ones. Like, uh, I think everything from, like, uh, I think it's, I don't remember what's after three. I think that's that's Ghost Protocol, then it's Rogue Nation, and then Fallout. I think those three are the best ones. Then they're making yeah. a seventh one right now. They're filming it. Oh, so. cool. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I really like Ghost Protocol. It's probably my favorite. Uh, but they're one. all, all the last three are good. So. Yeah. Yeah. They're good. I would yeah that's interesting yeah I, I uh i think there's a couple james bond movies that are better or one i think golden eye is really good um i don't know the rest of them i think are sort of eh. the daniel craig ones are fine they're more modern so they're a little bit easier to watch but it's he's a tough nut to crack because you really don't know what he's thinking so it makes for kind of a difficult uh, protagonist I yeah think. yeah he's like he's a little bit more of like an anti-hero yeah 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 maybe yeah i liked casino royale but i also like have like a huge lesbian crush on ava green <laughs> so ever since that movie came out i've been obsessed with ava green and i think she's beautiful so i i think that i'm a little um like my view is skewed on that because I just love her so much. And I'm like, oh, that's my favorite James Bond. And I'm like, but is it your favorite James Bond because you like it? Or is it your favorite James Bond because Ava Green's in it? You know? Yeah, she is very beautiful. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Mads Mikkelsen's in it too. Um, and he's the villain and he's awesome in that. So yeah. I really liked Skyfall. Um, I agree with you about the the sex worker thing. I think that's a really weird like that's Super a really creepy. weird attribute to give to a character that he's gonna sleep with to make it seem like she was like trafficked and was a sex worker by trade and now he's just like, Well, I guess we can have sex. I think that's really weird. But I, I did like the movie itself. Yeah. But um, all this is to say that I agree with you. Ethan Hunt is better. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. But like I, I established a good argument there. It was, yeah. uh, you know, I would recommend if people, um, I think if people are like turned off by mission impossible and they're like, no, I, I don't want to watch it. I would recommend not watching the first three, just starting with ghost protocol. Yeah. And if you don't have fun watching that one, then yeah, you probably won't like any of the other ones, but, <laughs> <No>. um, <laughs> But I, I think they're worth watching. They're really fun. And Tom Cruise, like, I know he's crazy, but he, I love him in those movies because he does his own stunts most of the time. And some of the things, like the, the um, was it the very last one where they did the skydiving thing with um, Henry Cavell? Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought yeah, they really awesome. did that. And that was really cool. That yeah. was a beautiful scene. Like over Paris, they were skydiving. That was gorgeous. And yeah, that was gorgeous. It was real. Like they really jumped from planes. And I, I didn't even know that. <laughs> it's awesome. I, I mean, like say what you want about Tom Cruise's personal life, but I think his cinematic career has been, he, he does really good work. So Yeah. Well, yeah. you and I have always been fans of yeah. him. Mm -hmm. And I think it's like part of the reason that really like connected us as um, like movie lovers is that like my whole life, I was always a Tom Cruise fan and everyone else was like, why do you like him so much? And I'm like, because he's great. He makes great movies. And then I met you and you were like, I also like Tom Cruise. And I was like, yeah, we're going to be really good friends. And then <laughs> and now we have a movie podcast. So it really worked out. So thanks, Tom. Re despite The Last Samurai. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's definitely some of his movies that are a little problematic, like Oblivion was... was uh, I liked Oblivion, good. but... Um, I thought it was aesthetically beautiful, but I thought it was a terrible film. Yeah, I think, yeah, aesthetically, aesthetically beautiful is a good way of saying it. Yeah, it was, it was really very... It was a very beautiful film, but I, yeah. it was... I, I Plot-wise, I, I didn't care for it wasn't my thing yeah but that anyway. was good that was a good topic I think yeah. I I mean you didn't have to convince me too hard because when you told me it I was like well I already know I like Ethan Hunt better, but <laughs> you have good reasons so thanks I yeah. hope I change other people's minds too you know I mean yeah I don't know. out there I like, know that there are some mega James Bond fans which is fine I mean if you like spy movies and gadgets like James Bond you know fills that fulfills that but yeah, I think comparing the two, it's obvious to me who the better character is. Yeah, I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong. I enjoy a James Bond film. I love action films. So I'm, I, like, if it's an action film, I'll probably watch it. I love action films. Um, but overall, I would say that I definitely prefer Mission Impossible, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. me too. So are you ready to talk about the movie? Sure. I'm okay. Ready. Okay. So what'd you think? I so strongly dislike this movie. <laughs> it's so funny because I so strongly loved it. <laughs> I I texted Mike as I was watching it 
And I said, I have to say this to you. I texted Mike as I was watching it. I'm going to read you the text I sent him. Okay. Because I think it's important. Okay. I said, I honestly don't know how I'm going to talk about this movie without insulting Lauren. (laughs) (laughs) So I want to say that right now. Okay. Because I was wor- when I was watching the, I knew I've seen the movie before. I knew I didn't like it, but when I was watching it last night, I thought I had a sinking feeling in my chest, and I thought, I don't know how I'm going to talk about this. <laughs> this could be bad. <laughs> so you know, I have a friend over, Samantha, and she liked it actually, and she's not a well, big fantasy fan person. I don't know how I'm going to talk about it without insulting both of you, <laughs> so I'm sorry in advance. Please okay. know that it's all business; it's not personal. All right, it's all about the movie. So I'm curious. So let's um, I tell me, tell me what it is about the movie that you didn't like. Oh my gosh, this movie was so needlessly dramatic. <laughs> It was as if there was a pointed rule on set that nobody could smile. Not once. That's true. And if you smiled, you get fired. (laughs) And if the drama drama isn't over the top, then we're doing it wrong. Okay? (laughs) Like, Charlize Theron had a relatively good performance, but her accent drove me nuts because she was like... She would talk with a normal, like, queenly British accent, and then she would get to certain words with, like, A vowels, and she'd be like, mirror, mirror on the wall. Why? Why is she pronouncing her A's like that? It was like... (laughs) It's like... It's like Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, (laughs) because Kevin Costner had the worst British accent I've ever heard in my entire life. But in the first scene, he is like gonna get his hand chopped off and he's like this is british courage and he 100 percent says it in american accent and i was like excuse me <laughs> i was like where is your british accent sir this is terrible um i, I would have i think i would have do have to agree with you on the vowels on that she i would have do appreciated a, a non-accent over the accent that she had yeah i yeah. think this movie was like so cheaply playing on like oh it's a fantasy it's a fairy tale so we can just the sky's the limit that it just was so over the top for me on every aspect that I couldn't get on board not one single bit oh man that's too bad so the movie opens up this is something that bothers me in a lot of movies the movie okay. opens up on like a snowy scene and I hate it when I'm watching the movie and I think, so nobody who is actually making the movie knows what it's like to be in snow. Oh my God. We were literally talking about that. We were like, like, the queen was like walking with this like billowing cape through a very snowy landscape. And I thought, so is it like 70 degrees and snowy? I don't like, no, we were literally, we were literally talking about that. I was like, the person who wrote this movie has clearly never like been around snow in real life because you wouldn't wear that little of clothing yeah and you also cannot have your hands exposed because you get frostbite on them and then and then she like (laughs) pricks her finger on a rose that is inexplicably (sighs) growing in winter (laughs) that see like what bothered me was that she pricks her finger and she bleeds and there's this just god-awful voiceover and the guy and the, the voiceover was like 
The queen pricked her finger and she thought, if only I had a child with skin like snow and lips very red. And I thought, nobody thinks that. Nobody would ever think that. Like I pricked my finger, I'm bleeding. Oh God, I hope I have a child with white skin and red lips. <laughs> oh. Okay, so I read something once that was talking about how weird it was that someone would wish for a child who had uh, hair dark as night or whatever um, and skin white as snow and lips as red as blood. And they were saying like, what if Snow White wasn't a human but was actually a vampire and was like this terrifying like creature because that's a pretty scary looking creature. Like no person on earth unless, I mean, even people who are albino don't have snow white skin. They still have like, it's like pale skin, but it's not snow white skin. And someone who has snow white skin, you're saying that they have like absolutely no color in their skin whatsoever. That's creepy as shit. Like super I mean, creepy. The fact that that woman is a queen and that is her number one desire makes me nervous for her country. <laughs> she seems like she might have mental problems. Maybe. But, um, yeah, and then the child is born and she's got like chestnut hair and freckles. And I thought, well, that's not exactly the child she wished for, is it? Yeah. <laughs> Throw her out with the garbage. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Anyway, so we're shown this adorable little child who is definitely not like what you said. And thankfully, she's going to grow up to look like Kristen Stewart with a dye job. So I guess everything <laughs> works out. Yep. Yep. You know, it's. For Chris, you know, Kristen Stewart for some reason always has um like lip stain on her lips, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. And I don't know, I think the movie would have been better if they would just have let Kristen Stewart drink Metamucil every day because she always looked <laughs> constipated. So that bothered me. And I just thought she's just bound up, guys. Let's get things flowing. She needs to poop. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, I'm jumping ahead. So. Yeah, it's okay. So, um, I mean, we can jump ahead. Like, it's really, like, you know, pretty basic stuff. Like, okay, so Snow White's established as a kind character from the beginning. She likes to yeah. take care of animals. And she has, like, this little guy, for, this little boyfriend yep. who, like, offers William. her an apple and then takes it himself, which is foreshadowing. And then um, the mom dies. Yeah, mom dies and... Um, the king remarries and he finds a Ravenna like what like she like has an army that's like attacking his army and she has like a weird like a phantom army who yeah like turn I don't know they like turn into like dust or something when the the king's army tries to kill them and this brings us to something that really annoys me in movies like it's a trope in fairy tales especially and it really bothers me and it's that so his wife had just died mm -hmm. and he opens the carriage door and he thinks that Ravenna who is played by Charlie Theron he thinks that she's like a prisoner of this phantom army and the voiceover is like the king was so captivated by her beauty that he took her home and married her the next day and I was like if I was his wife, I'd be pissed. I'd be like, my body's not even cold. And you see a beautiful woman and you bring her home and marry her. Like, that's such a terrible, like, 
men should hate fairy tales because if I was a man, a man, if I was a man, I would be offended that my sex is displayed as somebody who's like, oh, I'm so sad about my wife. Hey there, swing, pretty lady. <laughs> swing. I'm not upset anymore. Like it's terrible. If she was I president, she'd be Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I, I, I think like they can do like, we can do better okay we can do mm -hmm. better we can be slightly more creative in how he finds ravenna and yes he can find her beautiful but i it really <laughs> bothers me in movies where men like can never think for themselves if they see a woman that's pretty yeah like, oh, oh i guess i'll just make bad decisions and <laughs> they're like oh my like, lord my penis is talking right now <laughs> it's it's offensive i think it's offensive to men and it's offensive to women it and is i don't see any other way of saying it i think it's it's cheap and i know that this is a fairy tale and i know that they have to make the king like besotted but i think that they could have done it in a more creative way yeah i can understand that i think that definitely like give it some time or maybe like have snow white be i don't know instead of like like 10 or whatever she is maybe she's like 15 or something you know yeah, like maybe make like time pass like seasons past yep and the king's heartache was getting slightly less painful yeah and then and then he sees ravenna and he like can't resist her and yeah and so well, on like and so forth they could have also built kind of the relationship between snow white and the, the king and they really didn't like i don't even think you see them interact at all in yeah. the film yeah. yeah but everyone's like too. oh he was such a good man and i'm like what basis of fact do we have that he was a good that's, man yeah that's another thing like yeah. i have no idea who knows if he is a good man or not yeah i was like and like i'm like and do these commoners all know that he's a good man he's the king it's not like he's like on the television every night you know <laughs> spouting bullshit like it's it's just like i i i do agree with you with some parts i overall did like the film a lot um I obviously can look past little bits and pieces that you could not, and that's okay. <laughs> but um, I agree. I think that they could have waited. They could have waited to like introduce Ravenna, um, and because she's like introduced right away. And then um, I want to talk about her wedding dress because she's wearing these like this what looks like the spines of like animals and like the ribs yeah. of animals on her like like I don't know shoulder area or whatever. Uh, which I thought was a very interesting and cool way of showing, like, already, like, that she's kind of, like, maybe a little not so, you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, like, she's like, I'm totally fine with wearing these bleached bones of animals on my, you know, shoulders. Um, which I I thought that the costuming for this movie, especially for her, was was very well done. I thought she had very cool costumes. I agree specifically for her. I didn't care yeah. about any of the other costumes, but I agree. No. And I think without the weird vowel thing that I said earlier, I thought her performance was actually really good. Yeah, she was great. Uh, I think if great, she then. just dialed back the accent, she would have been like the, the, the single best part of the movie. Yeah. And her costumes were really cool. I like that dress that she wore at the very end. It was like black and it had like a had like a gap between her like on her chest so you could see her skin but the black was like shards i don't know i thought that was a really cool dress it was very neat there i i mean yeah no her whoever did the costuming for her did a really good job and um i think it was really 
it was good at portraying that she's just just kind of like a nutso character you yeah. know mm-hmm. um but so so they get married and she poisons the king which you never see happen at any point but he's like suddenly yeah. like choking and dying and then she's like like stabs <laughs> him in the heart can we talk about that scene for a second because yeah. i laughed out loud because so she's laying on her back on the bed and he lays down on top of her and they're having their wedding night they're not i mean like they're not having sex yet they're like all clothed and he starts kissing her and in it looks like he might be kissing the pillow behind her because i don't i can't tell where his <laughs> lips are but he's like kissing her and she's saying the whole time she's laying there looking at the camera and she's like I was ravaged by a king like you. And she's just giving this soliloquy and he never stops kissing the pillow, which I assume he was doing, (laughs) as I said. And she just keeps talking. And I thought there's at no point he's going to lift up his head and be like, what are you muttering about? Like he just, she was just talking. And he was just Well, at no point he's like, wow, you're a giant red flag. Like no, it's like the entire time he's like, yeah women get ravaged by kings it fucking sucks let's make out more <laughs> yeah like i i thought that scene was so like it was like they were both in different worlds almost and yeah yeah and, and he's she, all like we're gonna have sexy times and she's like let me tell you all about all this bad shit that happened to me wow like this is my foreplay by the way <laughs> <laughs> so i thought i thought that was so weird and i would have liked it better if she hadn't said anything and had just like all of a sudden yeah like she he's like poisoned and then she rolls over and stabs him right and i thought that would have been a much better yeah because i thought how does he not hear her and where is he kissing like those are my two (laughs) main questions that's like an i am the knight when that scene where chris pine kills that sap guy and we were like was he biting his neck and he wasn't but we were both like what was he doing it looked like he was trying to tear out a piece of this dude's neck like with his teeth yeah 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 and no that scene was definitely like really weird like is that her foreplay like is that what she's into like what's going on i don't know who the director is of this movie but i think rupert sanders i now i've never directed a major motion picture so take this with a grain of salt but i feel like wait you haven't (laughs) you've been lying to me this whole time (laughs) he made oh directorial debut 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 yeah directorial debut that makes sense because he made some decisions that i would i would not make yeah like for example have you never had sex before do you not know what sex looks like when a man is laying on top of a woman and kissing her because i feel concerned that like you all his main goal in that scene was to have her face the camera and talk right and it was he was like james bond he didn't care about the collateral damage right (laughs) right no i know like, he just was like this is the easiest so let's just do it this way and i feel like the king should have set up and be like but i mean i could just be kissing like below her head like her chest or something he's like no no kiss the pillow it'll be good we'll have her do our monologue and then she'll stab you easy peasy then we can move great. on like so. but then so part of that issue with that scene is that there's almost no emotional impact because you're never like there's never like any development for king magnus that's his character yeah um whatsoever again like never any sort of like connection with snow white you really i don't i think you ever see them interact honestly right yeah Um, no you're you're right and there's like 
for him being considered such a great king, the viewer never gets to yeah, see that. Like you're never, yeah. And and it's so he dies, and you're like, uh, sad. <laughs> you know, it's just like you're like you're sad. Well, that's what no you get way. when you see a beautiful woman two days after your wife dies and marry her. <laughs> yeah, like when you follow your penis, that's what happens. <laughs> anyway, um, so then. Snow White happens to stumble upon her father, totally murdered and dead in bed. Seems to have very little emotional impact on her. She's very, like, oddly street smart. She doesn't scream when she sees her dad stabbed. She just yeah. sort of, like, lightly gasps and then turns around like, oh, well, that happened. Yeah. And she, like, runs away and she tries to, like, run onto the castle. And um, William, who's the Sam Claflin's character, the well, he's a little boy in this, but... Um, tries to get her and like bring her to his own home but she's kidnapped by the or not kidnapped but she's grabbed by the the guards and it's like it's suddenly ravenna okay so so she never has her own guards right like that's what you kind of assume because the army's fake it's made up so all these guards that she has are all king magnus's guards so suddenly all these guards who have grown up with her or have been around no. like their entire her entire life no, they said, um, like, as soon as she killed the king, the voiceover said, and then Ravenna opened up the castle to an evil army, and it showed, like, an army oh. coming from somewhere. Oh, that's right. Okay. And Not they were bad. battling. They were battling Magnus's guards. That's and right. And that scene okay. where the little boy and his dad, <laughs> that scene where the little boy and his dad were riding off, and the dad was like, like, what is wrong with the dad? So... So there's a battle going on, and this little girl, the princess, the heir to the throne, runs out of the castle, and the dad has his son on the the son's like. So the little boy and his father are on a horse, right? And you assume that the father was faithful to the king, and right, and they start riding away, and the the little boy's like, "But we gotta save Snow White," and he was like, "No, we gotta go." And I thought, "Why do you gotta go? Go save her. She's a little girl." And then yeah. they get outside the gates, and they look. Back. It was like so weakly, like you could tell he just didn't want to save her because he made no effort. They no. get out of the gates, and they look back, and the gates close, and they see her get grabbed up by a guard, and the dad says to him, "She's gone now." And and they start riding away and i thought well she was it the king knew you gave up so easily <laughs> like, damn i know why, why didn't he save her I, that's a good question because that should have been his like number one priority if he is the king if he's working for the king saving the princess the heir apparent should have been the number one priority yeah absolutely it's like, like almost it's like over his, his like, kid his they like, were like 16 feet away from her and the son said save her and the dad stretched out his arm and goes i just can't reach and rode away <laughs> like that was they should have done that in the scene because at least i would have known they weren't trying well but the thing was... is sam that you don't understand is that horses can't actually move closer to their object so that's why <laughs> even though i love the movie i also recognize that there are issues with it you know like i'm not unaware that there are issues with this film you know yeah so, so Ravenna um, brings in her brother, who is a, basically a Scandinavian club DJ. I'm not he sure has what's the going worst on haircut hair. known to humanity. It's I terrible. I think, like you mentioned, the costume design on her dress. Yeah, 
it was as if she had her own costumer and then they hired like i don't know a junior high theater group to do the costumes for everything else like sam claflin who i think is a relatively handsome man had the worst hair yeah oh yeah his hair was terrible um Ravenna's dress was ugly. Not Ravenna. I'm sorry. Snow White's dress was ugly, and that upset me. Um, and then like the whole movie, she had to wear this ugly dress. <laughs> anyway, well, I mean, she was in a prison for okay. like what? <laughs> okay. I have another. I have another problem with that. Okay. She would be bonkers. Okay. Oh, absolutely. They said absolutely. she was locked up in the North Tower for presumably years. And I don't know who provides clothing for her. She should be wearing rags because they give mm-hmm. her dress. They give her a dress to wear. Yeah. But she shouldn't be able to walk, really. She shouldn't be able to, like, think. She'd be nuts. She'd be insane. Oh, yeah. She gone. She would have gone insane from just being um, the solitude. Yeah. Like, yeah, for sure. No, I mean, definitely she wouldn't be like, I'm like, and I actually had an issue with that, too, because like either they have to do it in a way where she's having enough um, communication with other people in order to like not have her go nuts or something like that. But if she's alone for that long, I mean, there's so many studies on people who like in prisons that are in solitary who just end up losing their minds because they're so alone. They're so lonely because people are not meant to be alone. They are meant to be like, we are a social we're social creatures even if her mind stayed intact somehow her body would not like she had a very tiny cell and it didn't seem like she was ever let out so how are her legs very strong how is she like she should be emaciated she should be on the verge of death just from like malnutrition and lack of sunlight and so i i didn't care for that i think you know maybe the queen could have banished her to a house in the country with the dwarves or something. I don't know. Well, that they could have done too, is they could have had her been like a handmaid. Yeah. You know, like it in a, like in a position maybe that was kind of like humiliating, I guess, or something like that, you know? Um, and there's no where... reason why Ravenna kept her alive. It no, comes, there's not. Like, I thought of that too. It I was like, like she's like, later. you never know when you need royal blood. And I was like, but if she grows up, she'll usurp you from your throne. Like, she doesn't, like, wh- why would she, like, why would Snow White have any sort of empathy for the woman who locked her up for years and years? Because if someone locked me up for years and years, you bet your ass I'd get revenge on them the second that I could. You know, even if that meant them dying. It's like, you still locked me up for years and years, and now I'm fucking crazy, and now I'm going to kill you. <laughs> you know? And also, so- I assume that there would still, there are still people, obviously, because the Duke the duke and sam claflin his mm-hmm. son like are loyal to the king still or the you know to the king's household still so why would she think that keeping her alive would be fine because people would just come like rescue her or something you know they, they thought she was right. dead i guess but i don't know why she didn't kill her it's just it was just a, a vehicle to get to the main plot point of Ravetta needing her heart basically yeah but she should have she would have i think she should have killed her as a child like yeah i never agree. have so why go through the trouble of locking her up like it's very strange it's it's very weird i agree um so anyway so so there's these birds that are helping snow white um and they 
like kind of tell her about like a nail that's in the the wall that she gets out and slashes the the brother what was the brother's name do you remember um ugly haircut bad teeth <laughs> his haircut was so terrible it was so fucking bad oh my gosh like the entire time i was like so like they show a like and this is much later in the film but they show like a flashback finn <laughs> Finn, yeah they show a flashback to him as a little kid and he still has the same haircut i don't know when he was a little kid to when he was an adult and i'm like it's excusable as a child <laughs> that you have a bad haircut but as an adult then you have the autonomy to be like no don't give me that horrible haircut again but for some reason he's like i look very good and says <laughs> you know like his hair was horrendous and it was it just, horrible like it's just another notch in like the the whole crew minus the one costumer who did ravenna mm -hmm. the rest of the crew uh i don't know what they were thinking i don't know it was like let's make the ugliest medieval movie that we could ever make in terms of costuming i thought the set design yeah. for the most part was pretty and I, there were some wide shots that i thought were really cool prior to the forest which we'll get yeah. to but um so there was something else i wanted yeah. to talk about before we get there and that's, that's when it. when the evil queen has her mirror brought in and yeah uh, when if i was doing like a mst3k episode about this movie when the mirror comes in i would have said oh good you bought my you brought my thanksgiving platter because they're taking just this big gold <laughs> plate and that's supposed to be her mirror i guess like oh this will be great for the turkey thank you and then she's like she's like leave and they like they just got there they're just hanging up the mirror and she says leave and then she goes leave and she like freaks out at them and i thought i have what? to say i did not like the parts where she screamed at people i thought yeah. that was so like i felt like it could have been a lot more intimidating if she had been like if you don't leave right now so help me god and they'd be like okay okay yeah we get it like we're gone you know but yeah. like instead she's like get out of here and it's like oh my god fine jeez bitch <laughs> you know and like i thought I, that was... so I i liked the mirror i thought that that concept was really cool that especially and i think that they could have gone more into this on ravenna like essentially like the mirror is this being that like is kind of like a liquid gold being that like crawls out of it or i don't even know how you'd explain it but um and it's pretty obvious that she's imagining this mirror you know that this thing isn't actually there because her brother is watching her at one point and she just looks like she's talking to herself i just feel that they could have explored more with ravenna's mental um mental state because she was not like, I mean, if she was imagining this thing, then what else is she thinking, you know? Yeah, I thought the concept of the mirror was interesting as well. I agree with you. Uh, how it was like a figure that she would talk to. And then when the brother was watching, there was actually nobody there. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I didn't necessarily care for the mirror as it hung because I was like, is that a mirror? I don't know. No. But I like that concept. But we skipped over something that... Um, I definitely want to talk about right now because later I want to bring it back. So okay. she brought, so you see like a young girl brought to the castle mm -hmm. and then you see Ravenna like 
pick up the young girl sort of by her neck and like open her mouth really wide and suck out the youth and then mm-hmm. the young girl turns into like an old woman and Ravenna is young again so like she uses youth and beauty to like stay young basically so she never ages right and um I like that concept I think that's cool I think a queen so obsessed with youth and beauty who she you know like she destroys young women I think that's interesting I agree I agree and the brother like got the girl for her like the brother captured her and brought her in and they're their relationship is seemingly incestuous. Oh, yeah. Big time. Yeah. He's, like, kissing her shoulder at one yeah. point. Like, it's very much like they're too close for how it's for brother and sister. Like, definitely not, yeah, mm-hmm. not an appropriate relationship at all. Um, I, I like that. I like that concept, too. And then you kind of see her later with, like, a bunch of bodies scattered around the place, like younger women or whatever. Um and it's it's an interesting idea i so okay so let's go back a little bit to when snow white escapes right yeah and the brother finn comes into her um her cell and he's like feeling her up or he's like trying to feel her up or something yeah and i was like oh <laughs> like just ugh, so uncomfortable and um and she's you know like i'm i'm scared of your sister whatever blah 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 but then she like slashes him in the face with that that um nail mm-hmm. it makes me wonder if someone had been in this jail cell for that long would they even try to escape you know yeah, there's a lot of issues with them yeah. having her be because she was presumably like eight or ten when she got put in the cell, and now she's like maybe sixteen. Yeah, so yeah. that's you know at least six years that she's been in this cell. I can't imagine that she would have much survival instinct left. You know, no, I, I can't imagine either. And um, I mean, she like so we can see that she can start a fire on her own, which is good, but um she doesn't seem no it doesn't seem like she would have a lot of instinct but she's like being guided by these like birds or whatever um and she slashes him in the face with that nail that she finds that the birds guide her to and then she escapes and she's like trying to let greta out who's the young woman that um ravenna had like sucked the youth from and for some reason, Greta's like, no, go, go. I'd be like, bitch, let me out of here. Yeah, like, hold now. Like, <laughs> you know, like. I don't know why she was like, go, go. I thought, yeah, okay, I was like, Greta. Jeez. Like, I know. I'm like, okay, then die in there, Greta. Like, that's what's going to happen to you. Like, this yeah. is like, it's like, why wouldn't you want to be let out? And I, I don't, I don't know. I didn't really get that. And then she, so then Snow White had to crawl through the sewer, which was terrible. <laughs> I have to say though, I really like the scene where she finds the horse. I thought just like aesthetically, like a very beautiful scene, you know, um, just the contrast of the horse against like the, the sea and everything like that. Um, but as she's riding away, which would she even know how to ride a horse, especially bareback? That's like a whole different, like that's a whole different level of being able to ride a horse, you know, like with a, with a saddle, at least you have like the, you know, like, you know where to put your feet and everything like that. 
but with being able to ride bareback is kind of like, I feel like a more skilled set, you know? Um, but it doesn't matter, whatever, you know, <laughs> she rides theory. through the village on her horse and she gets like surrounded by who I could only classify as like inbred people. Oh my God. I literally said the same thing. <laughs> I, I have like, no idea why they made the townspeople look like that and yeah, why the townspeople it, seem so suspicious of her. Yeah, they all and then look she at her just, like, what is this? They're like, that is not my cousin, Alan. Yeah, like, you got a lot of nerve coming to our little town. And then after they had a brief stare down, she just rode away and they were fine. Yeah. That, I thought that was super strange. It made too. no sense. It was There was no reason for that village to be there. Yeah. There like, other than like it, it brought up later, it, there was no, and it wasn't even like a big part at any point in time. There's no reason for that village to be there. And then later, if is that the same village that the huntsman was in when they found him? I think no. so. Because they didn't look inbred when he was there. Yeah. They looked no. like normal people. It was so I have very no idea strange. what message they were trying to send with this one weird scene. But yeah. regardless. It, it did, she could have honestly, she could have rode from the castle straight into like the dark forest. Um, I did like how they did the dark forest. I like that it was like very treacherous and, and dangerous. If you're smiling, what? <laughs> you don't like it? I like that there was like the the spores that were released that like gave her hallucinations. I thought that was interesting. And you didn't like it, did you? I thought it was just another vehicle for them to show Kristen Stewart like gasping and then to spin the <laughs> the camera 360 and then to show cheap special effects <laughs> the magical mystical horse that saved her couldn't defeat like a mud pit it reminded me of never ending story yeah i thought the same like thing. a lot yeah like i a was tree like okay I, I get that you've never directed are... a movie before but you don't have to steal from the never ending story <laughs> i know well she's like trying to reach for him i'm like um, and he's just like standing there like no there's no attempt for this horse which by the way and we've talked about this before is that like you know creatures animals humans whatever have self-preservation if they are in stuck in a place where they think they're gonna die they're gonna do whatever it takes to get out you know like this horse should have been panicking freaking out attempting to get out of the mud but he was just like go on without me well please and she tried to rescue him in about the same manner that the duke tried to rescue her she like weakly <laughs> reached out her arm and she's like oh, i can't reach guess i'll let you sink yeah and no it was it was a uh, very weird yeah, yeah that was um um i liked the dark forest i thought it was cool i can see why you feel that way but i th i thought it was really cool um and so then all the like all the Ravenna's, uh, you know, people are trying to chase after this girl and basically she ends up like wandering around and then like collapsing and is found later by the huntsman, right? Yeah. So Ravenna, Ravenna's brother, Ravenna's yelling at her brother. And this scene, this conversation I wanted to ask you about okay because i wasn't sure if there was a double meaning or not. So Ravenna's yelling at her brother and she's like, you had one job to to bring her bring snow white to me and now she escaped and the brother says have i not given you everything and then she said have i not given you everything and i thought does that mean they're having sex with each other or does that just mean that she gave him like youth and a castle to live in 
I think it means that she gave him youth and a castle to live in. Okay. I'm sure that she was probably able to get many more things than he was based on her looks, which they mentioned later. Yeah. Um, and versus him, who's just kind of this weird, like creepy looking, like. Just- like Euro club DJ. <laughs> I love she, Sam's holding out her hand like, am I wrong? <laughs> no, so, I didn't think I didn't think it was incesty. I thought it was more like she has all these powers and everything. So she's like, and she you kind of assume that she's also given him youth because like when he's like slashed across the face, she like heals him. Um and I mean we can get to it later, like, you know, but um so anyway, the the huntsman's introduced. Yeah, because her power her powers don't work in the dark forest, so they have to right. find somebody who can hunt her. Right, no right. way. So the huntsman, yeah. So they bring in the huntsman, and it's Chris Hemsworth, and he's like just like a drunkard, and he's you know going around and angry, and that's another trope that I'm really tired of. It's like the diamond in the rough drunkard. Oh my god, I know, like they're like yeah no i i agree with that actually it's like it's very like it's kind of like everyone who's ever lost anyone in like a fit like a fantasy film is like always like i'm just really into ale and like mead right now (laughs) like i'm water gross but give me some of that ale you know like and 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 he had a never-ending ale pouch. I don't know if you noticed that, but through the whole movie, he was drinking out of the same ale pouch. And I'm like, oh, surely he's not refilling this in like the middle of the forest. So yeah, how does he just keep? Is he like, um, is he like Jeremy Renner's character in the Marvel movies, where he just has like a quiver full of arrows all the time? It's is so that what- funny because I started thinking about him. <laughs> there is um, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but um, so like when William was like shooting the arrows. There's a scene in SNL, and I'm sure you've seen it because you're a huge SNL fan, but, um, like, it's Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye, and they were like, <laughs> like, they said something like, yeah, you didn't really kill that many people. He's like, I had eight arrows, and I killed eight people. Okay. <laughs> he said, that's all I brought in my arrow thingy. <laughs> he didn't even call it a quiver. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that. So yeah, so I don't know how he just had never ending ale, but he yeah. did. But anyway, yeah, they bring him in. Yeah. And um so he goes and he finds her and they're of course like she doesn't trust him and he doesn't trust her like usual. Um but he decides to rescue her and there's this I need to tell you about something though that okay. also I really dislike. So his wife is dead yeah. and Ravenna tells him if you bring Snow White to me, I'll bring your wife back from the dead. So he's like, first he's like incredulous, like no one can bring anyone back from the dead. And she's like, I can. Mm-hmm. And I guess he buys it because he goes and he looks for her and he finds her. <laughs> so he finds her and Finn, the brother in the army come up and they're like, well, that was fast. Good job. He found her. And then Chris Hemsworth is like, I'm not going to give you Snow White until you give me my wife back. And Finn was like, you're silly. She can't bring back people from the dead. She can, she can sustain life and she can sustain youth, but she can't raise people from the dead. And then Chris Hemsworth says the most powerful line in the whole movie. (laughs) I want her back. (laughs) 
And that's when he decides to save Snow White. Because he wants his wife back, guys. Yeah. All he wants is his dead wife back. <laughs> All he wants is, is his wife back. Well, like, and, and also, I, it makes me wonder, well, like... A single tear yeah. fell down my cheek. <laughs> it's like, when, when they have stuff like that in films, and they're like, they're going to bring back this character that died. And like, is she going to be as she was before she died? Or is she going to be as she is now? but alive i'll decompose that's a whole (laughs) level of like something you probably don't want in your house is some like half rotted corpse like walking (laughs) around like give me sugar water more sugar water (laughs) it's like edgar your skin's hanging off your bones (laughs) (laughs) girl go sit down (laughs) like oh she crumbled okay well we're we're doing well this marriage is gonna work i have a feeling (laughs) <laughs> I, um, I wish that that was the twist that happened in the movie like here she is your <laughs> blushing bride and she's like <laughs> like no eyes they're like gone they're like long gone like yeah yeah. Ugh. yeah so anyway so he decides to save snow white because he his eyes were opened and ravenna cannot bring his wife back from the dead right and i think that's an interesting I think that overall, as far as like character development goes, I think that he's one of the more interesting characters because he's like, he's just sad. He's just a depressed guy. You know, his wife died. She passed away and he really loved her and, and she was like the light of his life. And um, later that they, he kind of goes into it, but um, it's, but it's not really ever like super sad. You know, like you're kind of like, duh, your wife can't be brought back. She's dead. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think um, his motivation is really well done. Mm -hmm. Like, I believe that he would be motivated to do something crazy because he's sort of like at the very bottom. Like, he's hit rock bottom. So why wouldn't he want to help for the hopes of maybe seeing his wife again? And yeah, like his motivation was very simple, very easy to uh, be empathetic with. And it's just, just, yeah, like you said, like he's sad. He wants his wife back. He wasn't a complicated character, but I think that worked for him. Yeah. And I would have liked to see him utilized a little bit more. Like I would have liked to see the love story between him and Snow White develop more, not after he kissed her, but in the forest and everything like they they were like still having like a cheeky meet cute almost the whole time yeah actually getting to know each other and i agree i liked his character i just i don't think it was well done not on his i don't think it was his fault that it wasn't well done but i just would have liked more development between the two of them because i mean she's like basically like she's like a homeschooled amish kid yeah and he's like a world weary drunk widower they really don't have anything in common and we don't really see i don't i don't believe that they would necessarily fall in love i wish they would have showed that more does that make sense i no, i totally agree with you i i think that chris hemsworth and kristen stewart have good chemistry um i think as far as the casting goes i think that was well done yes i agree um but i definitely agree with you and that so like they made a second they made a sequel which <laughs> was, you thought, okay, Sam, you think Snow White and the Huntsman is bad? You don't even know. <laughs> like, <this laughs> Huntsman Winter's War was 
hands down probably one of the worst films I've literally ever seen. It really? was so bad. It was I avoided so bad. It like purposely, it, but it was like a weird prequel, but also it was like a little bit of a sequel. And <laughs> how does that it, work? I don't it was so weird. It was like, okay, so like the whole I'm just gonna go on a rant really quick because this is relevant to this. So like the whole thing of, is about them trying to destroy the the mirror right oh okay. and like at one point the dwarves like and chris hemsworth walk over like a bridge that has like molten gold river going under it which but is for normal some reason, right yeah for some reason that molten gold river isn't good enough to destroy the mirror and i was like it's okay. made of gold they have to take it to it mount there, doom it's destroyed <laughs> what they have to, they have to take it to mount doom that's exactly. why and if they throw it in that lava it'll just it won't do anything. <laughs> no, it won't. And then you yeah. have to go down there and retrieve it. I mean, it's yeah, cool. but it's still cool. It's cool to the touch, you know. Right, exactly. That's yeah. how um, gold works. So anyway, <laughs> um, so also Ravenna does not ever have a brother in the second one. She has a sister played by Emily Blunt, and Emily Blunt is like a legit like witch or something. She's like all these powers, but then she gets powers when it's convenient to the plot. Um, I would have liked. I would like it if Emily Blunt had the same haircut as Finn. <laughs> no, she's like super gorgeous in this. Maybe she's always gorgeous, but like she would be um, gorgeous with that haircut, probably. <laughs> if anyone could pull it off, <laughs> she actually does have a very similar haircut in a uh, Jane Austen book club. Oh wow, she does! <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> Why didn't they just do that? <laughs> <laughs> um, give so, me the fin that's what she tells them at great clips <laughs> give me that euro dj Lord, yeah. thank you um so so his wife is alive because i can't even remember i saw this years and years ago but like his wife is alive even though like it doesn't make sense to the original story and then in the original or in the in the second one Snow White is being corrupted by this mirror. And this brings me, so I'm going to leave that behind and I'm just going to let you do what you want with that movie because it's terrible and I would never, ever recommend it to anyone. And I almost lost a friendship because I was so angry over that movie. I couldn't stop ranting about it. So, <laughs> like, anyway, so that brings me to another point. So this kind of, like, made me, like, this occurred to me as I was watching this last night that... I think people, when this movie first came out, is that they were like, Kristen Stewart isn't nearly as hot as Charlize Theron. But I don't think it's about beauty. What it, and they don't ever say, like, who's the most beautiful woman of them all? Who's more beautiful than me? She always says, who's the fairest of them all? And it's not about beauty. It's that Snow White is, like, goodness incarnate. She is pure and that and and versus Ravenna who's obviously a very dark and cruel character so I think that kind of almost put like a new spin on the movie for me that made me appreciate it a little bit more that it wasn't so much about a beauty thing is that it was literally like Snow White is just a good person she's just a good he like she heals the land and then they and the dwarves say that later or one of the dwarves says that later is that she heals the land and that she's going to heal the land. And I thought that was an interesting concept that really didn't occur to me until last night. And I was like, wow, that really, that makes me see their relationship really in a whole new light, the Ravenna and Snow White's relationship. And 
obviously Ravenna is very threatened by this young woman who holds a lot more power than, um, you know, I guess she like realizes or whatever, but that was such an issue in the sequel is that they were like, um, Snow White's being corrupted by the mirror. And I was like, the mirror is an object. First of all, it can't corrupt people. Like that's stupid. (laughs) Secondly, Ravenna is somehow still alive because she crawled into the mirror and the mirror kept her alive. Yeah, no, I know. I know. It was, I mean, I'm not even kidding. Like you thought Snow White and the Huntsman was bad. You don't even know. <laughs> I think Kristen Stewart is beautiful. She is not ugly. She's a, a beautiful woman. Yeah. Um, so, so I agree with you. Like she doesn't have to be more beautiful than Charlize Theron because yeah, like she, she has like a pure heart and everything. Which you would if you were locked in a tower and you were going slowly crazy, you know. <laughs> yeah, naturally. But no, I think, and I like Kristen Stewart as an actress. I've seen movies of hers that I really like her in. But I think mm-hmm. that directors underutilize her a lot of the time. And I, I so personally think that she was underutilized in this movie. And it was very similar to Twilight. Like, she's just serious all the time. Yeah. Every second, even when she's like seeing wonderful things in this movie, she's like, she never, she's never joyful. And I, and I wish that they would have made her seem more lighthearted because I agree with you. I think it is like the relationship between Ravenna and Snow White is very deep. And I agree with everything you said, but I just think that they strayed way too far into like the sad, dark, depressing category. And someone like Snow White, I think she would be skipping around and whistling. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like I, she would know that the situation is grave. Like she wouldn't, that what she wouldn't disrespect the situation, but she would have like this inner light that would always shine out. Right. And they did not show that very well. And like she would bring joy to wherever she went. Yes. 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 Yeah. And even when, she, well, I mean, there's that scene where she's dancing with one of the dwarves, but like, uh, you're right she even when she's like playing with the little girl and they're playing with like the doll it's not like a happy scene or anything really like that scene when she was playing i have a lot to say about that little segment of the movie so i'm glad you brought it up so Mm -hmm. they come upon her and the huntsman team up and they come upon this little village tucked outside of the dark wood but like in the middle of nowhere and it's all women Mm-hmm. And I assume that it's women who are, well, you, you are told that it's women who are escaping Ravenna because Ravenna is like collecting young girls to like eat their youth, you know? Yeah. And they have their scars and, on their cheeks to prevent yeah, her. So from, I have yeah. a couple things to say. So the okay. first thing, uh, once again, I envisioned myself doing an MST 3K episode because when it showed her playing with a little girl, I said, well, that makes sense because she would have the intellect of an eight-year-old. So that's why <laughs> she would play with the little girl. But they tried to make it seem like she was like, I get along with children. It was like, no, you are a child. You wouldn't, you didn't go to school. Right. You know, past whatever age you were when you got <clears throat> sent in the dungeon. Your brain is probably mush. So yeah, you would play with a child and get along with a child. And yeah, then- that makes sense. Yeah. So then they're in this village and all these women have like... <laughs> very light scars just like one or two scars on their cheeks and the woman was like they're trying to make this so serious and the woman is like we we gave ourselves scars so that we would be safe from Ravenna our scars are our salvation and it reminded me I'm gonna go with me on this so there's this okay. episode of the office okay where Michael Scott is 
is broke. Like he's, he's losing money. He doesn't have any money. And somebody in his office is like, Michael, do you not have any money? And he was like, I have money. And he pulled out a dollar bill and he crumpled the dollar bill up. And he goes, if I didn't have any money, could I do this to a dollar bill? And they said, well, you can still use it. It's just crumpled. And he's like, no, it's, it's practically unusable. And that <laughs> is the scene that I thought of in this scene because I thought, oh yes, lightly scarring your cheeks is going to make Ravenna stay away from you. Like beauty is in the genes. Okay. Like you can yeah. have a scar and still be a beautiful person. So please don't try to sell me on yeah. the stupid scar that you put on your face <laughs> with Sculpey clay, that that is going to keep you safe <laughs> because that was just about the lamest thing. Like, no, I totally agree. You're right. It's not like, yeah, they don't like become less attractive because they have a light scar. Like, it's like, I have acne scars on my cheeks. Doesn't make me less cute. Like, you know, it's right. like, like it's, it's almost as if they're like, oh, I'm going to put on this ugly outfit and then I won't be pretty anymore. <laughs> so weird. The guards come and they basically burn down the village of the women. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so Chris they, Hemworth, but, Hemsworth. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was, I was going to say he's like leaving without her, but then the woman is like, do you not know who she is? She's King Magnus's daughter. Um, and he's like, oh shit. Still going to leave her though. <laughs> you know, like, Oh, there was this, yeah, and then he runs back and saves her because yeah. he sees, like, the fires in the distance and they Yeah, like, they thank off. God the village was set on fire or else she would have just, like, Died. what would have happened to her? Like, yeah, Ravenna would have taken over, you know? Like, there's a scene, there's a scene when the Duke, like, the Duke and Sam Claflin, her childhood friend, the Duke was like, where's my son? And then in the very next scene, he was, like, murdering guards. And I, and I said out loud, oh, just murdering people. And it shows him, like, ruthlessly killing guards. Oh, well. Like, <laughs> without a thought, he's just killing them very violently. And then he comes back into the, where the Duke lives, the castle, I guess. And, the, and he's like, I found out. They think somehow they find out. Oh, because the old guy who, like, escaped from Ravenna's castle was like. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's no right, way yeah. is alive. So then Sam Claflin is like, I got to save her this time. So he goes out mm. to try to save her. And there's this weird showdown between him and Finn where he's like, do you need a bowman? And I'm like, <laughs> what are you doing? Why are you okay. keeping up with them? I don't understand any of that. Scene. I don't I really I actually had a really big issue with him joining like the Queen's Guard because well, yeah, why did he why, do that? Why would in, in the world would Snow White be like, oh, you look familiar? Why would she be like, first of all, I haven't seen you in eight to ten years. A lot of shit can happen then. Um, and also, why on earth would she trust him if she's if he's with the Queen's Guard? Like I would be like, no, fuck you running the other way bye-bye like I, yeah i don't know why he wouldn't just go off on his own because it showed him killing like it was like him against like four or five guards and he yeah. killed them very quickly so i don't know why he would need to team up with the queen's brother and her soldiers to find yeah. her like why couldn't he just go off on his own and find her well and it just seems like illogical like it seems like he would know that if he did that she would be a lot less likely to come with him you know but no i thought that part was weird too like and he's like do you need a bowman and i what was a like oh. like that scene was almost as stupid as the inbred scene like i, I agree no that sense. scene was pretty bad that was pretty bad um so okay so uh, so the husband and snow white are escaping and then they meet up with the dwarves who like string them up by their ankles um which as you know my my friend is over or our friend is over samantha and she's like 
none of these men are actually dwarves. Yeah, <laughs> like, and, yeah, and it's they're true. All... Like they're all like yeah. There's like Ian McShane. There's Toby. Um, uh, what's I can't remember. His last I know name. who you're talking about. Yeah, and, and, like and Eddie Marsan. Um, Nick Frost, like, yeah, all of them are grown, like, real, like, not Toby people, Jones, yeah, people. yeah, Toby yeah. Jones, that's the same, yeah. So, and Bob Hoskins, like, Bob Hoskins is in it too. So, it's, it's like they couldn't have used people, like, actual people who are little, like, in real life, they have to use. Now, don't get me wrong, um, I like Ian McShane. I like Bob Hoskins. I like Nick Frost and I like Eddie Marsan. And I don't, I don't, I'm not super familiar with Toby Jones. I don't really obviously know the rest of them. Um, I do like them as actors. I think they're very talented. Um, I like them as well. I agree. I think they're fine actors, mm -hmm. but I think it's, it's really weird to use them in place of actual little people, little people. Yeah. I think like you could just, like Peter Dinklage, but maybe yeah. Peter Dinklage didn't want to be tied to this movie, and I don't blame <laughs> him. But you know, like, so yeah. I mean, there's for as little as the dwarves, like for as little of a part as the dwarves actually played in this movie, like they didn't, they could have just, like they didn't need to have all stars as dwarves. Yeah. They could have had a no. few famous people and then had like just fill it in with people who are maybe like this is like their motion picture debut or something you know right exactly yeah and there's something to be said about using unknown people for mm -hmm. you know for parts and I'm a big advocate of that because like we've talked about in like oh I don't know like let me think off the top of my head Beauty and the Beast where they cast Emma Watson who was terrible as Belle and I will never get over it and I'm super salty Disney so you fucked up anyway um <laughs> like I know it's been like five years I don't care I'm still mad about it <laughs> <laughs> um so anyway so they lead them into this like beautiful beautiful wooded area and all these like fairies live in there and i loved that scene so much like when she wakes up in the morning and she goes and she sees the i think they called it a what they call it like a I don't know. It's like a deer type thing, but it's not a deer. It's, it's called something else. I think it starts with an H. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't remember but, what they called either, but it was supposed to be like a spirit of some kind, but it took the shape of like a deer with a mega rack. Like, yeah. Mega, yeah. mega, yeah, antlers. Um, And I love what Bob Hoskins says. He's like, don't you know, Huntsman, she is going, she is the one, like, or she's going to heal the land. I will follow her wherever she goes. And the first time I saw that scene, I got goosebumps like everywhere because I was like, oh my God, I love it, <laughs> you know? And I know you probably have differing opinions. So tell me what you thought about that scene. Um, an over-reliance on CGI always turns me off. Mm -hmm. um, when the fairies crawled out of the birds, I thought that was stupid. Uh, I just, It didn't make sense either. Like I would have liked it if they would have used a real deer. I just like... The spirit of the scene, I don't really have a problem with. Okay. It's just the way it looked that I really didn't like. I hate, right. I hate CG. I hate it. I like practical effects. If you're working with animals, get a real animal, you know? Right. I right. guess they could, they would have had to enhance the antlers, which would have been fine with me, you know? But I, I think going the cheap route and just using animation or like computer graphics, I, I, it, it takes me out of the scene almost 100% of the time and I dislike that I dislike the fairies 
I just, you know, I think. Yeah, like- I, I didn't think the fairies were necessarily super essential to the story. Um, it didn't seem like they were really there for any reason. You could have cut them out and wouldn't have made a difference. Um, what I was going to cheekily say was, yeah, it's like in, you know, Jurassic Park. Like, why can't they use real dinosaurs? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why can't they use real dinosaurs? Yeah. So I just think, I think if a filmmaker has an opportunity to use practical effects, then there's, for things that are real, like deer are real. Right. Know, yeah. For, yeah. And you should, by any means necessary, you should try to use real things and like but i just i get annoyed i just get annoyed at the the over reliance and i i think like we're at a tipping point now where just technology is improving and improving and it's going to become more and more it already is like so overused and it and it bothers me because i think there's a real craft and a real artistry to filmmaking that could get lost in a digital age because like star wars and even Lord of the Rings used like models and you can enhance them with CGI for sure. But just to use that as your crutch, I, that, that turned me out, turned me off in the dark forest and it turned me off here. But I agree with you. Yeah. I liked how like the deer like bowed to her and the doors were like, oh my gosh, it's bowing to her. That never happens, you know? Right. Yeah. And uh, so, so I did think the spirit of the scene was, was fine. It, it, it was, it was good. It was once again, I would have liked a little bit more like joy, maybe from mm-hmm. some of the characters, but I did like the like the overall message was fine. Yeah, I agree. Um, I I do agree with what you say and or what you said, and I think like part of it too is, um, and we've kind of talked about this before. I don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast, but we've talked about like the lost art of like puppetry. You know? Yes. Yes. Um, that there are too many things that are relying on CGI, but then there are these movies like Jurassic Park, which is from like what, 93 or something. So this movie is 27 years old and it still looks amazing. It's 27 years later. It still looks amazing versus like the first Pirates of the Caribbean, which you watch again and you're like, oh, this is bad. Yeah. (laughs) And you know, like the CGI, like it's, I think that there's something to be very much said about um, going the extra mile to create something that is gonna, at the end of the day or 20 years or 27 years down the road, is still going to look just as good as it did when it first came out, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, I, I, I understand where you're coming from. Um, I personally really like that scene, but I, I 100%, I get what you mean. I think... Just for me, I think this movie could have been something great if they just maybe had somebody better at the helm personally because I just, I, yeah, like like basically all the reasons I've said. But I still have problems with it. But I think that part of the reason, too, is that there's not enough relationship development yes, between yes. the characters. Yes. It's supposed, it's, like Snow White is a love story. Right. So like and you're supposed to be like just on board with the like the part okay so like let's fast forward a little bit when they're um in the like <laughs> when they're in all the snow and you and I were both like um 
this isn't how you dress in winter yeah <laughs> like, once again people who have never been around in in yeah. winter they, they don't know what snow is like no they have no idea you cannot you cannot have exposed hands in winter you need to have gloves because you will get frostbite um <laughs> we are both from michigan and we are from west michigan where it snows a fuck ton so you know what next time someone wants to come and they want to like write a story about um like something in winter then you need to come to someone who actually lives in a place that has winter uh it's like i'm gonna go a little off track here but there that that shows spartacus there's a scene where he's running like shirtless with like a loincloth on through a winter landscape and i'm like this dude would be dead like there's no way that he would survive that and just be like i'm fine my muscles keep me warm like no fuck off <laughs> like, you know, like yeah it's, it's so anyway so so her and, and william who's sam claflin's character go off on their own and they're kind of like chatting and like kind of flirting but it's like awkward flirting and he's like doing this weird like my child thing and like um like you know to sound like he was yeah it was very odd and she kisses him and I was like why did you do that that was so it felt really out of place it felt really out of character it just felt like she was doing it just to do it but there or like just to have that part in or be like oh there's romance between them but I was like but there shouldn't be there's no reason for them to be romance between them because they haven't seen each other in like a decade yeah, you know they were children the last time they saw each other and yeah and, then, and also he tried to like abduct her why would she trust him you know what i mean like when he was trying to grab at her and he was with the king's like men like he essentially tried to abduct her like and that's how i would view it if i was snow white in my mind is that this guy tried to abduct me you know what i mean well, I, I but wouldn't then he, trust him well i don't i don't get what you're saying because he established at that time that he was trying to save her so i, I know but i'm saying would think that he was trying like at that point i don't think that she would be like I'm sorry, you still tried to abduct me. I mean, she would know that he was trying to save her. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you got a point. Okay, anyway, so anyway, the kiss, very weird. Very weird. Um didn't didn't really like that. And then there was like so he like suddenly has an apple that came out of nowhere. I know and where it came <laughs> from. <laughs> the snowy ass landscape. Things don't grow in snow. <laughs> like, I can tell you that. And I wanted to like take a little video of the way she ate that apple and was like, is she an alien? Because nobody <laughs> eats an apple that way. She had it in both hands uh-huh. and she took the weirdest bite. And then, then follows like a 30 minute feeling scene of her like not being able to breathe because it's poisoned. And I was like, okay, Kristen, let's wrap it up. Like I was... <laughs> I hated watching her die from the apple. It was yeah. She died for a long time, and um, and then so William's holding her, and he's like trying to kiss her back to life, which I was also like, no, that like William was the queen. Like it wasn't actually William. It was the queen. No, no, no. When when she reveals herself to be the queen, remember, and they're fighting, and then the huntsman and um William yeah, are we fighting. Sh- yeah, okay. right. And then so after after William collects her in his arms and he tries to kiss her, which I was like, why? Like, yeah, I guess, so the William I guess. that she kissed in the forest was just the queen dressed right. up like William. And, and then, then she died and then she he died. Kissed her. Yeah. Yeah. And then he, um, and I don't know, I don't know. Cause like, it's not like they know the lore of Snow White. It's not like, no, no I read this in a book once I got to kiss her. Like, 
I know there's know. there's no reason for him to have kissed her like yeah. there's no reason like there's no nothing where he's like oh yeah um this will bring her back to life for sure like there's it's just like he just did it yeah. just to cop a feel which yes I didn't like that scene, but I have to say that as then we're going to, we're going to go on to the next scene where, you know, they, they bring the body into um, the Duke's castle. And I really like the scene with Chris Hemsworth talking to her and he's I like, did too. Yeah. yeah, he's like, I had, he's like, after the wars, I was not worthy of love, you know, and, sh- and my wife, like she was such a good woman and, and she made me feel like I was worth something again. And then she died and I just felt terrible and horrible and like, and nothing mattered anymore. And he's like, but you brought that back. You brought back the hope that I, I had, that was missing from my life. And he's like, and now you're dead. And he kissed her and I liked that part. And, and I can understand from a perspective of that, there's like maybe like an issue of consent there. However, I also think like she's dead. It wasn't meant in a way that was like sexual to me. It was meant in a way like of like kind of like almost like paying respects. It's like, like, yeah, he kissed her, but also, you know, it's like going to a funeral and having an open casket and like touching someone's hand. In my opinion, I think that it's kind of, it's kind of along the same lines of that, you know? Um, yeah, I, I agree with you. I yeah. agree with you. I don't think there was anything wrong with his kiss. I think it was basically like a, I wish I would have done this sooner sort of kiss or like a goodbye yeah. kiss. Um, I like that scene. I agree with you. It's a good scene. I just wish, I think that speech would have been so much better when she was alive. Yes. So we could see a spark between them. And then and then when she dies, then you know, then you have a greater reason for him to kiss her like you know like then it's it's it makes sense and it would be a good scene because we would see the chemistry between them before she died yeah um more and this thing about that scene that bothers me is he was like he kissed her and then he was like guess i'm done here and he just like booked it out of the room and she came to life like really quick and i thought if he <laughs> yeah, would like just kissed her after. and like like maybe stayed there for a few minutes longer and like cried but instead he left and then he like the next time he sees her he walks up and she's giving this inspirational speech to try to get people to like rally behind her (laughs) to fight and he like he didn't question it at all he didn't do anything he was like oh yeah she's alive and then the rest of the movie you don't even really get to see them together it's all like long glances across the crowd they don't i know have anything and i think that that's the biggest issue i think with this film is that there is there is character development with like like in a bubble it's like each character kind of has their own development within a bubble but there's no real development of relationships between characters yeah and that i think is i think that would have made this a much more emotionally impactful film if they had had like you know like what we said like if snow white had been like a handmaid of of ravenna's and we see how cruel ravenna was to her or you know you see kind of this like little like i love cutesy little like moments where you're like oh my god that was so adorable and cheesy like between characters and i would have loved to see that between the huntsman and snow white i didn't necessarily think it was super important for william and snow white to have like really to develop their relationship because it was just so 
there's just too much time in between them knowing each yeah, other. Yeah, I actually think the William story is superfluous. Like, cut him out entirely. I Who kind cares? of agree with that. Who cares I think about if, him. Yeah, I think you could have cut him out. And and if they were gonna have a William scene, it should have been like. And I really don't like when they do like the love triangle. But if you were gonna have a third character that's like a love interest, um, then it needs to be like it needs to be maybe like kind of like a love triangle you know what i mean yeah um i think that's a that's like i don't i don't love love triangles i think that they're lazy i think it's they're weird they're usually done kind of poorly and they're sometimes kind of creepy well i don't like the idea of like i don't think i would like i want to date this guy right and he wants to date this other woman what motivation is there for me to want to pursue him he obviously doesn't want to be with me so love triangles are like just really sad like there's always a third person that is like just move on with your life you know he doesn't want to be he or she doesn't want to be with you right why would you chase after someone for so long when they want to be with somebody else and so yeah i agree with you like the story is yeah no i i agree i think that it wasn't important for william to really be in there at all essentially they really could have cut him out and it would have made almost no impact of the story whatsoever yeah i wish they would have cut him out yeah i mean you could have had the duke and just had him not have a son you know what i mean yeah like Mm -hmm. or have him have a son who was not friends with her yeah or something like or anything but it's it's like but then you kind of don't even really care about the duke because he's kind of like oh i couldn't save her whatever you know yeah, he doesn't like, seem really interested in like changing the status quo no he yeah. he's like we have to watch we have to be careful for ourselves but i'm like but you're watching the land die around you and you're just like i'm content with where i am well like of course you're content with where you are you're a duke but look at all your peasant like you look at your people your peasants yeah. like they're starving in the street they're drinking ravenna's like used milk bath like <laughs> yeah that was weird too like none of that made sense no and i i do actually have to say though i did like that scene because of like just the aestheticness of it yeah when she came out like the milk was really cool i thought it was weird that her brother watched her disrobe and get into the milk and then come out of the milk but i thought that visually of her coming out of it was really awesome yeah it so, was very neat um yeah. but i think there are some like i said there are some visual things in this movie that are pretty cool despite the the over-reliance on cg i think there there are some cool shots and that yeah. is one of them yeah so so they, anyway, anyway, so she gives the inspirational speech. Snow White does, which is and a stupid speech. I don't like. I don't care about the speech, the monologuing. I don't care. Like I and and uh, Chris Hemsworth just walks up and accepts it. Like he's not weirded <laughs> out. You know, he kind of has this look on his face, like, okay. And you're just like, okay. But the last time she you was saw dead her, two she minutes was ago. Dead. Like dead, dead. So yeah. then they like ride off into battle. Mm-hmm. And the dwarves go into the castle through the sewer and sort of like breach the hull, and then there's a battle that ensues. And I I feel like Kristen Stewart rode a horse really weirdly. Like every time they showed her, she was like in a weird hunched position with a weird look. Notice that too. And she I looked thought, like she had to poop. She's like, I have to poop. Just keep riding. <laughs> like <you> know, <laughs> it was like- weird. And I thought to myself, so she spent let's say seven years in a dungeon 
and now she can like ride a horse into battle maybe coming back to life gave her like fighting skills there's there's some issues there's definitely a lot of issues with this movie and um yeah and so and i actually have a comment on that scene where so she enters into um where vivenna is first of all I don't understand why she didn't immediately just run up and stab her in the back because that's what I would have done if I like I don't know why she yeah. just stood there and was like it was, should I kill her it or? was weird it was like she was saying like what do I do next I didn't read the script this far <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and then I really didn't like those like weird shards of glass like warriors I yeah. thought as far as like like I agree with you I didn't think that there should have been that scene. I think they should have been real people. Mm-hmm. Um, the reliance on CGI. And I think this movie was made in like, what, 2013 or something like that. Something um, like that. Yeah. Because I think, because I was talking with Samantha about Mirror Mirror, which came around the same time. That's like, oh, which yeah. by the way, is a is it, fucking awful film. <laughs> like I would never recommend Snow that White film. movies that came out at the same time. I forgot about that. Yeah, that one was that one was really bad that one was like very i mean it was so bad like i don't ever care to see that movie again that's how bad it was um i didn't think it was necessary to have those like shards of glass warriors because again like what you said it's too much of a reliance on cgi there was no reason for there to be the shards of glass warriors other than it to just look cool which it did kind of but i didn't care for it i didn't think it was necessary they could have used real people um and so you know so her and ravenna are fighting and did you think it was weird that ravenna stepped in the fire and was like blah, 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 i'm the queen blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like, like, yeah i, was, I thought like the the end battle was like nonsense it was me. it kind it was of just, was i didn't i didn't care for that i didn't care for how snow white is suddenly battle savvy yeah um yeah, I thought it was weird. I thought the whole thing was weird. <laughs> I, yeah, I, 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 yeah, and and it felt to like for how much this movie is focused on destroying Ravenna, her death scene was so quick. Like, <laughs> basically, she's like, okay, so she's stabbed in like the stomach, and then she just like dies. Like, I was just like, I feel like first of all. Unless you hit an artery or something and you remove the knife, if you're not going to remove the knife, you're not going to bleed out. Like, I don't, I don't know a lot about that, but like, I know that if you leave the knife in, you're not going to bleed out because it's keeping the blood in. So she dies almost immediately, but it seems like it's almost like in her diaphragm or something rather than in a place where she would have really bled out immediately, you know? Well, she was stabbed in the stomach by that peasant earlier in the movie, and she just pulled the knife out, and she was fine. And there so was no what's blood the difference? Yeah, yeah, I, that's exactly what I was thinking, too, is that what's the difference between Snow White killing her and just some random guy? And, like, is it because Snow White is a pure, pure heart? Because it doesn't seem to me like it's like a knife is a knife. Only this innocent Snow White can kill her for no right. reason other than the fact that she's pure quote unquote yeah, it, it's like and it seems like if she's if she's gonna kill her in a way it seems like i would have either liked it overly violent like she had to cut out her heart or something or there should have never been that guy stabbing her in the first place 
you know? Yeah. 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 It it just seemed like she died too quickly. And then, but I did like that she aged very quickly too. I thought that was an interesting part. Yeah. Um, Or maybe like they could have destroyed the mirror and her life force was like tied to the mirror. Oh, that's too Lord of the Ringsy. Yeah. That's, I I think that's too. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking that too. And I was actually going to say something, but then I was like, no. Yeah. Um, No, there's, there's really no clean way to do it. You just kind of got to like have her up a violent death. Yeah. Yeah. And then after that, so after she dies and Kristen Stewart gets crowned as queen, I thought, good luck having a child be your queen who has no (laughs) government or life experience. Yeah. And then in the most unfulfilling. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) In the most unfulfilling love story ever. Yeah. All she does is see Chris Hemsworth (laughs) across the room and they lock eyes. Yeah. And I was like, no, nothing. There's no nope. romance between them, but we're supposed to believe that his kiss brought her back to life. And there is a lot of things I love about this movie. I really love the cast. I love the chemistry between the characters. I love how beautiful it is, but I agree with you. There are a lot of issues. And I think the biggest issue is that there is too much of a reliance on your audience already knowing the storyline and not yeah. enough of building up of relationships between the characters. That's a great yeah. point. I think they capitalized big time on an age-old story. And so yeah. made, like, actually, that's a really good way of saying it. I think it's just like there, and I know, I know this happens in a lot of films, obviously, because we watch a lot of films, um, where it's like they're, they're just relying too much on on the aesthetic value of the of the movie rather than the emotional value of the movie. Yeah. And if you're going to make a good movie, you have to have your character, you have to tie in an audience's emotions with the film or it's not going to be impactful. It's not going to be memorable. You know, the the most memorable impactful films are ones that like make you go shit. Damn. <laughs> like after like yeah. make you like hurt in your soul or make you like feel happy and joyful but this really didn't have any sort of any sort of really lasting effect as to why you should you should care about these characters yeah um yeah so would you recommend it no never ever (laughs) ever not in a million years i would never recommend this movie um I would. I would say if you like fairy tales, I think you would like it. I think it's aesthetically beautiful. I like it. I still love it. I don't care. Um, I'm glad you still love it. I was yeah. concerned that I was going to come on too heavy. So I'm glad I'm no. glad you still love it because I appreciate that there are movies that I don't like that other people like. Yeah. So like, I, I, I'm glad you still love it. Like when we watched Jupiter Ascending and you left the theater and you're like, great, I'm so ready to trash this. And I was like, I loved that movie. And you were like, why <laughs> that movie jupiter ascending is also awful but no i would i, I would not recommend so much it was so much fun <laughs> anyway um yeah that's what i would say it's it's aesthetically it's beautiful there there's definitely a lot of issues um they they could have been better written for sure so find us on Instagram at Watchers of Movies, on Facebook at Watchers of Movies. We now have a website that I just built. Woot, woot. It's Watchers of Movies.weebly.com. 
watchersofmovies.weebly.com you say? Yeah. Um, you can find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, uh, Stitcher. We're on Google Play. Um, thank you to Mike for our theme music. You're awesome. Yeah, you can find him on Twitter at the Mike Show 42. Thanks, Mike. Thanks. Till next time. Bye. Bye.